Welcome to Folk and Beyond with Air Stephen for a journey into contemporary folk music from all over the planet. Okay. Uh, okay. This is good. The sound choice. Or is it the sound choice? Either way. Okay, ready to play? One, two, three. Hi, this is Dan Hicks. Tune into the swinging sounds of the hot legs on Folk and Beyond, Thursdays, 5 to 7 p.m., right here on 91.1 FM, The Sound Choice in Central Virginia, WTJU, Charlottesville. And a great Thanksgiving to you all that are tuned in, driving to and from your favorite family member's place, or just rejoicing in the fellowship that happens on a Thanksgiving Day as we give thanks. And I'm thankful to be right here doing the radio. In fact, I'm thankful to be anywhere, really, when you consider the alternatives, but certainly thankful to be here. I've got a special show lined up for you on this Thanksgiving Day. The first hour, we're going we're gonna to have a Alice's Restaurant Massacre Marathon, as I've got three different versions of Alice's Restaurant Massacre. One from 1966, a very early, early uh, rendition, and one that is known as the Multicolored Rainbow Roach Affair, and then one done in 1996 that updated everything and brought it as close to the point we have it now that it's ever been <laughs> amazing. Arlo Guthrie. We're going to showcase that. And in the second hour, we're going to go into space. We're going to spend the time in space as our shuttle astronauts are out there uh, orbiting the planet. And we're going to wax poetically about what it means to be in outer space on this Thanksgiving day. Arlo Guthrie went into Gertie's Folk City in New York uh, sometime in 1966, and this is a version of Alice's Restaurant before all of the draft and the garbage and everything else was added to it. Enjoy as we start the Alice's Restaurant Massacre Marathon in the first hour of this Thanksgiving's Folk and Beyond. Oh, boy. Very pappy and very hard. Very prappy and very hard. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Gertie's Folk City is very proud and happy to present this young man to you, a wonderful young folk singer whom we're going to hear for a long, long time, a great guy. Arlo Guthrie, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all ready? <laughs> Some of you may recognize the tune If you don't recognize it, I'd learn to memorize it right now
at Alice's restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant. Walk right in, it's around the back. Just a half a mile from the railroad track, and you can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant. Some of you people, I guess, never heard it before. But that's nothing. So let's all try it together the next time it comes around. Groovy chord. You can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant. Walk right in, it's around about just a half a mile from the railroad track, and you Alice's Restaurant Now a lot of times people get up on the stage They start playing the song And in the middle of the song Or near the end of it They say alright everybody sing Well some people sing And some people don't sing And that's a tragedy And that's because they never tell you Why you should sing not only tonight, friends, am I going to tell you why you should sing, but specifically why you should sing Alice's Restaurant. Now, I've been told already tonight, friends, that there are people in the audience right now who have had Alice's Restaurant on their mind. Now, that means that Somebody one time or another's gonna go out on the street, start whistling it, humming it, dancing to it, jumping up and down, stuff like that. Well, friends, somebody, cause people are very curious around here, is gonna come up and ask you, maybe, what's that you're whistling, dancing, humming up and jumping up and down to? And with pride, you'll say, Alice's Restaurant. Take out your American flag, start waving it. Well, friends, chances are that the person you tell will want to know the words to the song. And so you'll tell them, because you know the words. Pretty soon on West 4th Street, as soon as you get out here, is going to know the words to Alice's Restaurant. And it's going to move, friends. It's going to move over to McDougal Street. Because if one person on McDougal Street's doing it, Everybody on McDougal Street will be doing it sooner or later. And if McDougal Street's doing it, you can bet that Bleecker Street will be doing it too. Well, if Bleecker and McDougal's doing it, you can bet your boots that the whole village will be doing it pretty soon. 
And so the whole village will know the words to Alice's restaurant. And if the village knows it, it'll move, friends. It'll move to the people on 6th Avenue and 8th Street and stuff like that. It'll go way over to the west side, all the way over to the east side. Downtown and uptown. And pretty soon everybody in the naked city is gonna know the words to Alice's Restaurant. And it's gonna go out to Queens and Brooklyn and Staten Island and the Bronx. gonna be getting famous and friends to make long stories short it's gonna go down to new jersey delaware north carolina south carolina and washington georgia and florida so that pretty soon and it's gonna go north too friends connecticut massachusetts rhode island all the way up to maine the whole east coast friends is gonna know the words to alice's restaurant That's not the end of it. It's gonna get down to Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, and Missouri. It's gonna go west across the Rockies, north into Alaska, into California, New Mexico, in old Mexico. And it's gonna move right down there across the canal into the whole South America. It's gonna move into Canada and in the Caribbean, the Dominican Republic, and Haiti, and the Virgin Islands, Puerto Rico, and there's a slight chance it may get into Cuba. Make a long story short, there's gonna be an Eskimo sitting in Alaska in his igloo while his fire's burning it down from the inside. And then when his igloo's all burnt down, he's gonna go out and get in his kayak, go across the straits there, and bring Alice's restaurant to Russia, to China, all that part of the world in there. And friends, it's gonna get down to both sides of the 17th parallel. And on both sides of it, people will be singing Alice's Restaurant. And can you imagine a scene where there's two soldiers, enemies, one's about to bayonet the other as he's got him on the ground. And the guy on the ground says, wait, Before you kill me, tell me the words to Alice's restaurant. And they find that they sing it so well together that they just get up and walk away. Make a million dollars just singing Alice's restaurant together. Well, friends, it'll go to Africa too. And to make a longer story shorter, gonna go over the whole world and after it goes everywhere else it'll get to England (laughs) 
Well, friends, that's about it. Except to say I haven't told you why you ought to sing Alice's Restaurant yet. And the reason is very simple. Because on that day when the whole world knows the words to Alice's Restaurant, I mean, it's gonna be a great day, friends. Because we're gonna prepare for it. And instead of sending shovels and rakes and grains, seeds and wheat in those care packages, we're gonna send everybody an alarm clock. Everybody in the whole world's gonna get an alarm clock. And on one second or one hour, one day, etc., after everybody knows the words to Alice's Restaurant, all the alarm clocks in the world are gonna go off in the key of D. Right then, people are gonna rush out into the streets and start singing Alice's Restaurant. Everybody in the world, friends, all at the same time in the same key. And when you're up in your apartment uptown or downtown, wherever you live, in your house, and your alarm clock goes off in the key of D, and you run out into the streets and you hear the whole world singing Alice's Restaurant and you feel so great you're about to sing what are you gonna do if you don't know the words? Friends, you're gonna feel like the whole world's against you not only that, but it will be against you everybody in the world may come over and step on you just cause you don't know the words to Alice's Restaurant gonna be an awful day for you. There's an old line in an old blues that goes, I've been down so long, looks like up to me. And you're gonna be stepped on all kinds of things gonna happen to you if you don't know the words to Alice's Restaurant. Your grandchildren will know the words to Alice's Restaurant. And if you want my advice right now, the next time Alice's Restaurant chorus comes around, better learn the words. Sing out. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Sixty-six early, early version of Alice's Restaurant from Gertie's Folk City in New York. All right, the Alice's Restaurant Massacre Marathon in the first hour of Vogue and Beyond as we have two versions left for your listening pleasures. You're driving around to and from. You know, notice how in that first version, 
Arlo didn't get into anything at all, really, other than you can't be left out. You got to know this song. Uh, didn't get into the Thanksgiving Day feast, the trash, Officer OB sitting on the Group W bench, the draft. None of that stuff had even occurred yet. And in fact, in this next version that I have for you, and I'm not sure if it had already happened the way we remember it released on the record in 1969 or not, but in 1967, there was a very special version with, and I'm not sure even who plays the piano on this, but there's a piano backing and a guitar backing as well. And in Alice's Restaurant Aficionados Ballparks, this has achieved cult status. This is the performance of the Alice's Restaurant Massacre with the Multicolored Rainbow Roach Affair. Very, very unusual. We'll get to that now, right here on The Sound Choice in Central Virginia, WTJU, Charlottesville. Later, that a Chinese scientist by the name of Sam was seen up at the scene of the Alice's Restaurant Massacre overlooking the garbage in there. He decided he was thirsty and went over to Alice's Restaurant, bought a cup of coffee, sat down there on the wall. Was another incredible multicolored rainbow roach. Sam pocketed it and smuggled it back into China where five of China's greatest scientists stood around to study the effects of the multicolored rainbow roach. President Johnson learned of the escaping multicolored rainbow roaches. Immediately sent two scientists down Alice's restaurant, and when they walked in, there on the wall was two multicolored rainbow roaches sitting there in all their glory and they picked them up pocket and put them in a place plastic baggie and brought it back to the white house both of them multicolored rainbow roaches in the white house president johnson was studying the effects with the other man study and we'll just play a little here. Alice's restaurant. Sam was a Chinese agent, don't forget, came back to Alice's restaurant to get more multicolored rainbow roaches to be used 
in experimental warfare machines and Max did the same thing both went back and they both picked up five each five multicolored rainbow roaches President Johnson was very upset that both Russia and China had six multicolored rainbow roaches each and that the United States was only in possession of two. Immediately another man was sent out to Alice's restaurant. This time a whole team was sent with him. When they walked in, their eyes was fixed upon the wall because there on the wall was the biggest, most gigantic, multicolored rainbow roach that anyone had ever seen in the whole world. It was four feet by five feet. China was making a 75 megaton multicolored roach bomb and what it was was just regular bombs with multicolored roaches taped all around the outside. States was also developing its own weapons, of course, and weapons of defense against the terrible multicolored roach megaton bomb. Screaming missile was heard over Coney Island. It came zipping in toward New York City. The civil defense was alerted and the sirens started going off because over the Atlantic Ocean was coming a 50 megaton multicolored rainbow roach. And from the Pacific, 
was a 75 Megaton multicolored rainbow roach bomb Both of them heading toward the United States Enough megatons and smoking to wipe the whole United States Immediately a big piece of tin foil was spread all over all the country bombs exploded in the air. The fragmentations of the multicolored rainbow roaches was everywhere. They was fragmentating, escalating. The tinfoil was rolled up and all the fragmentations from the multicolored rainbow roach bombs was inside the tinfoil. The tinfoil was immediately brought back to the White House where a huge gigantic hooker was set up. And what do you think they did with the multicolored rainbow roach fragmentations? All together, 100 and was a hundred and twenty-five multicolored rainbow roach megatons just sitting there. Strangely enough, the hooker was moved into the Congress in the middle of the floor. And there was so many hoses that nobody could count accurately. Fragments were immediately placed in the bowl, and the tin falls pinched little holes, and all of a sudden, everybody in the Congress started smoking the fragmentations, and they were sitting there getting fragmented themselves and escalating all kinds of weird things being subverted, normalized, denormalized, high stone, any other kind of thing you want to say, but they was doing it, and doing it right. Well, president learned of the affairs in the Congress and the meeting is very upset and sent a four foot by five foot multicolored rainbow roach in a 2000 megaton bomb into the atmosphere to explode all over the world. He figured since he was wiped, everybody ought to be. And friends, any minute now, there's gonna be a huge explosion in there And Tim Leary will come running out And everybody be out there Just breathing that good old dusty New York air Cause inside there's gonna be fragmentations Of the 4x5 multicolored rainbow roach And a bit there in the intense heat Is gonna cause it all to start smoking And the police will be out there and I'll be out there Everybody's gonna start running out on the street And sing Alice's Restaurant While they're inhaling the multicolored rainbow roach fragmentations I know the reason I 
I'm singing this song is cause you went when you run out on the street to get some fragmentations and everybody starts to sing Alice's restaurant are you gonna know the words or are you gonna sit there and try to fake it There's no faking it this time, baby. You gotta get out there and sing while the fragmentations is taking place. So when it comes around again, we'll do a chorus of Alice's Restaurant just so you know how it goes. And when the fragmentations start, you'll be ready. Now here it is. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. I said, walk right in, it's around the back, just a half a mile from the railroad track. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Did you learn it? You people sitting out there on the radio, I would just hate to think of somebody driving in his car, being fragmented and hearing this song. So we'll wait till it comes around again, cause you's all uptight about singing at that time. But not this time. You gotta sing. Everybody sing. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Said you can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. I said walk right in. It's around the back. Just a half mile from the railroad track. And you can get Alice's Restaurant Version 2, right here on The Sound Choice, WTJU. I'm here, Stephen. I'll be with you for another hour and a half as we continue the marathon, the Massacre Marathon, for the last version, and then we'll head into outer space for the balance of this Thanksgiving day. I didn't quite prep you properly for that last one. Is It was actually joined in progress, and the part about the garbage and Officer Obi and stuff was already finished, and then they came into the multicolored rainbow roach affair, which is the most unique. I've never heard anything like it before. That was made back in 1967. 1967, when Arlo Guthrie was not quite, that was in May of 67. He was born on July 10th of 1947, so he wasn't quite 20 years old when he did that. And the original event happened on November 25th, 1965, as he ran into the blind judge that had blind justice and uh, Officer Obi after the garbage affair. And we got into the draft, and that's where we'll be going next after this when we come to the updated version of Alice's Restaurant Massacre right here on Folk and Beyond. <laughs> ¶¶ 
Jeremiah. Okay. The Jeremiah. Oh yes. Jeremiah. Okay. Joanne Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Say that again for me. Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Yeah. Burgermeister Jeremiah. Jeremiah. The Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Joanne Jeremiah and other not masters plural. Joanne Jeremiah. Joanne the Jeremiah on in, induced. To Jeddah Induced to Jeddah Induced to Jeddah Induced to Jeddah Induced to Jeddah Oh, indu that's what that means. It yeah, makes sense now yeah. I always Just, call it reduced to butter but right. Okay Now I know Thank you, thank you Okay <laughs> Okay Maybe it's an F sharp That's a hard key Okay Hi, this is Alan Tucson Join the Jeddahmeister and others on Thursday from 9 until 11 p.m. for two hours of great jazz and blues on Induced to Jeddah. Everything they do is funky, so make sure and tune in Thursday nights right here on 91.1 WTJU Charlottesville, the sound choice in Central Virginia. Nice. Great. Great. Fabulous. God bless the piano. The last version of Alice's Restaurant I have for you was back about, uh, well, 1996, 1997, about 30 years after the time of the original one. And Alice's Restaurant album is owned by Warner Brothers, and Arlo Guthrie's label is Rising Sun Records, and he didn't even own his own stuff. So he redid the whole album and put it out on Rising Sun. By redid, I mean he reperformed everything. So he got to update it with the Reagan politics and other things in this version of Alice's Restaurant. Uh, Clinton was actually in office at the time, I believe, in 1996. So here you go with Alice's Restaurant version 3 on the Sound Choice in Central Virginia, WTJU. this before I know I have cause this song is called Alice's Restaurant it's about Alice and the restaurant but Alice's Restaurant was never the name of a restaurant that was always just the name of this song and I guess that well that's probably why I still call this song Alice's Restaurant you can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Walk right in, it's around the back, just a half a mile from the railroad track. And you can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. I wasn't gonna sing the song tonight or this decade. But I realized sometime earlier this year that it had been 26 years since this come out as a movie and, and it was two years before that that it came out as a record. And it was two years ago on the record 
which means it was like 30 Thanksgivings ago, 30 years ago on Thanksgiving, when my friend and I decided to go up and visit Alice at the restaurant. But Alice didn't used to live in a restaurant. She used to live in the church nearby the restaurant, in the bell tower, with her husband Ray and Facha the dog, and living in the bell tower like that, they used to have a lot of room downstairs where the pews used to be. Seeing as how they took out all of the pews and having all that room, they decided that they didn't have to take out their garbage for a long time. We got up there, found the place was filled with garbage, and we decided it'd be a friendly gesture for us to take the garbage down to the town dump. So we took the half a ton of garbage, put it in the back of a red VW microbus, took shovels and rakes and implements of destruction and headed on toward the town dump. We got there. And there was a sign, a chain across the road, and the sign said, closed on Thanksgiving. We had never heard of a dump closed on Thanksgiving before. And so with tears in our eyes, we drove off into the sunset, looking for another place to put the garbage. And we didn't find one, till we come to a side road. And off of the side of the side road, there was a 15-foot cliff. And at the bottom of the cliff, there was another pile of garbage. We decided that one big pile would be better than two little ones. And Rather than bring that one up, we decided to throw ours down. That's what we did. Drove back to the church, had a Thanksgiving dinner that couldn't be beat, went to sleep and didn't get up until the next morning when we got a phone call from Officer Obi. He said, kid, we found your name on an envelope at the bottom of a half a ton of garbage. Just wanted to know if you had any information about it. And I said, yes, sir, Officer Obi. I cannot tell a lie. I put that envelope under that garbage. It was after speaking to Obi for about 45 minutes on the telephone that we finally arrived at the truth of the matter. And Obi said we had to go down and pick up the garbage, and we also had to go down and talk to him at the police officer station. Now, friends, there was only one of two things that Obi could have done at the police officer station. The first thing was he could have given us a medal for being so brave and honest on the telephone, which wasn't very likely. Hey, we didn't expect it. The other possibility was that he could have bawled us out and told us never to be seen driving garbage around the vicinity again, which is what we expected. But when we got to the police officer station, there was a third possibility that we hadn't counted on. And we was both immediately arrested, handcuffed. And I said, Obi, I don't think I can pick up the garbage with the handcuffs on. He said, shut up, kid. Get in the back of the patrol car. And we sat in the back of the patrol car and drove to the, quote, scene of the crime, unquote. Friends, I want to tell you about the town of Stockbridge, Massachusetts, where this was happening. They got three stop signs, two police officers, and one police car. But when we got to the scene of the crime, there was five police officers and three police cars being the biggest crime of the last 50 years, and everybody wanted to get in the newspaper story about it, and they was using up all kinds of cop equipment they had hanging around the police officer station. They was taking plaster tire track, footprints, dog smelling prints. 
They took 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one explaining what each one was to be used as evidence against us. They took pictures of the approach, the getaway, the northwest corner and the southwest corner, and that's not to mention the aerial photography. And it was after the ordeal, we went back to the jail. Obi said he was gonna put us in a cell. He said, kid, I'm gonna put you in a cell. Give me your wallet and your belt. And I said, Obi, I can understand you wanting my wallet so I don't have any money to spend in a cell, but what do you want my belt for? And he said, kid, we don't want any hangings. And I said, Obi, did you think I was gonna hang myself for littering? Obi said he was making sure and friends Obi was Cause he took out the toilet seat so I couldn't hit myself over the head and drown Took out the toilet paper so I couldn't bend the bars Roll the toilet paper out the window Slide down the roll, have an escape and get away Obi was making sure all right And it was about four or five hours later that Alice Remember Alice? This is still the song about Alice and anyway Alice come by and with a few nasty words to Obi on the side she bailed us out of jail we went back to the church had another Thanksgiving dinner that couldn't be beat went to sleep and didn't get up until the next morning when we all had to go to court we walked in sat down Obi come in with the 27 8 by 10 color glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one explaining what each one was to be used as evidence against us and he sat down. A man come in. He said, all rise. And we stood up and Obi stood up with the 27 8 by 10 color glossy pictures and the judge walked in with a CNI dog. <laughs> sat down. We sat down. Obi looked at the CNI dog, and then at the 27 8 by 10 color glossy pictures, and looked at the CNI dog, and Obi began to cry. Cause Obi come to the realization that this was a typical case of American blind justice, and there was no way the judge was gonna look at the 27 8 by, well, it didn't matter. Cause we was fined $25 each and we had to pick up the garbage in the snow. But that's not really what I come to talk about so much. I, I just thought I'd mention it. Cause I know there's probably some people sitting here tonight thinking this is some kind of nostalgic ballad or something and <laughs> I hope so. Never know, they still got that building down in New York City on Whitehall Street. And others like it all around America. And that's where you used to have to go get injected, inspected, detected, infected, neglected, and selected. And I remember I had to go in there one morning a long time ago for a physical examination. So I got good and drunk the night before. Cause I wanted to feel my best when I went in that morning. I mean, I wanted to feel, I wanted to look, I wanted to be like the all-American kid. And when I went in that morning, I was hung down, I was brung down, I was hung up. I was all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly-looking things. I walked in, I sat down. 
Give me a piece of paper, said kid. See the psychiatrist, room 604. I went up there. I said, shrink, I want to kill. I mean, I want to kill. I want to see blood and gore and guts and veins in my teeth. Eat dead bird bodies, I mean kill. Kill, kill, kill. And I started jumping up and down, yelling, kill, kill. And he started jumping up and down with me. And we was both jumping up and down, yelling, kill, 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 kill. Till the sergeant come over, pinned the metal on me, sent me down the hall, said, you're our boy. <laughs> I didn't feel real good about it, right? I proceeded on down the hall getting more injections, inspections, and all kinds of stuff that they was doing to me at the thing there. I was there for two, three, four, five hours. I was there for a long time going through all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly things. They was inspecting, injecting every single part of me. And they was leaving no parts untouched. But I proceeded through until I finally come to see the very last man. I walked up, I said, what do you want to see me about? He said, kid, we only have one more question. Have you ever been arrested? <laughs> and I told him the story of Alice's Restaurant Massacre with five-part harmony, full orchestration, all kinds of the phenomenon. He stopped me right there. He said, kid, did you go to court? And I told him the story of the 27 8 by 10 color glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and the paragraph on the back of each one. He stopped me again. He said, kid, I want you to go over, sit down on that bench that says Group W. <laughs> now, kid. Group W. Group W is where they used to put you if you may not have been moral enough to join the army. After committing your special crime, there was all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly looking people on the bench. There was mother rapers, father stabbers, and father rapers. I mean, there was father rapers sitting there on the bench next to me. I mean, it was mean, nasty, ugly, horrible, crime-fighting guys. And the meanest, ugliest, nastiest one, the meanest father raper of them all, was coming over to me, and he sat down next to me and said, Kid, what'd you get? I said, I didn't get nothing. I had to pay $25 and pick up the garbage. <laughs> he said, Kid, what was you arrested for? I said, littering. They all moved away from me on the bench there Until I said, and creating a nuisance And then they all come back and shook my hand And we had a great time on the bench Talking about crime, mother stabbing, father raping We were smoking cigarettes and all kinds of stuff Having a good time Till the sergeant come over Had some paper in his hand 
He held it up, he went like this, he said, Kids, the speech papers, got 37 words for them, says, One no time to crime, detail crime, and got a thing to say, pretend tune about the crime, the rest of his name, kind of thing, got to say, and he talked for 45 minutes, but nobody understood a word he said. But we had fun filling out the forms and playing with the pencils on the bench. And I wrote down the massacre like I was supposed to, and I put down my pencil, turned over the piece of paper, and there on the other side of that piece of paper, in the middle of the other side, underlined and capitalized, away from everything else on the other side, read the following words. Kid, have you rehabilitated yourself? I went over to the sergeant, I said, Sergeant, you got a lot of damn gall to ask me if I've rehabilitated myself. I mean, I'm sitting here on the group W bench. I mean, I'm sitting, I mean, I mean, I'm sitting here on the group W bench because you want to know if I'm moral enough to join the army, burn women, kids, houses, children, villages after being a litter bug. He said, kid, we don't like your kind. We're going to send your fingerprints off to Washington. And friends, somewhere in Washington, enshrined in a little folder is a study in black and white of my fingerprints. They're still there. The only reason I'm singing you the song tonight is because you may know somebody in a similar situation sometime. Even some of you could be in a situation like that sometime sooner than you're sitting here thinking about right now. And if you ever find yourself in a situation like that and you don't know what to do, there may be only one thing that, well, there may not actually be a hell of a lot you can do at all. But there's something you can try. And that's to be wherever it is you're supposed to be. You just go down there, you sit there, you ask to see the shrink. You go up there, you say like, oh, shrink. Excuse me, man, but uh, you can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant and walk out. Imagine one person, I mean, even today, walking in, singing some Alice's Restaurant, walking out. They're gonna say, hey, that guy's 30 years too late. Get that guy out of here. <laughs> Imagine two of them walking in hand in hand, <laughs> singing in harmony. I don't care what the president says. Unfortunately, to a lot of people, that's still a problem. <laughs> Imagine three of them. They might think of some kind of organization or something. So you can imagine like 50 people, maybe 50 people a day walking in, singing some Alice's Restaurant, walking out. Friends, they might think it's a movement. And most of them be too young to know what a movement was. <laughs> That's what it was. It was the Alice's Restaurant anti-massacre movement. That's what it was and, and that's what it is. And I guess that's what it's always gonna be. And all you've got to do to join is to sing it with me as it comes around again on the guitar. With feeling. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Walk right in, it's around the back, just a half a mile from the railroad track. You can't start singing loud just at the end if I quit singing. You would have thought after all this time, you'd have learned by now. If you want to end war and stuff, you've got to learn to sing loud all the time so people can hear you. 
Now I know this is a long song. <laughs> Believe me, I know how long it is. And even on the record when it come out, it was pretty long. What, 18 minutes, like I said, or something? Now, I'm not sitting here trying to make it any longer, but I can feel it. I know there's people sitting in this very room tonight that don't believe that songs can change the world or that songs can change the destiny of nations. I don't blame you. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so myself. Of course, I know something that some of you may not know, but I was reminded of it during the last election. See, I remembered back when Jimmy Carter was elected president because I got an invitation to his inauguration. I knew I had to go Cause I knew it'd be the only one I ever got <laughs> Been right so far <laughs> But I went down to Washington, D.C. I'm not making this up now, this is real I went down to Washington And it's just like you see on TV People partying and stuff And everything was fine until along toward evening Somebody come around, tapped me on the shoulder And I turned around And it was Chip Carter, the president's son I said, hi, Chip. I recognized him. He was about my age. He said, Arlo, I've been looking everywhere for you. I said, Chip, how come? He said, Arlo, I've got something very important to tell you. And I said, Chip, what is it? He said, Arlo, we were moving our stuff into the White House. And in the Nixon Record Library, we found a copy of your record. Alice's Restaurant. I looked at Chip Carter. I looked deep into the man's soul. I said, Chip, was it open? And in slow motion, he nodded. Yes, it had been opened. And I want you folks sitting here tonight to know that I did not think about that for a long time. Until just recently, when we was all thinking about Richard Nixon when he passed away. And... I see some young people here that may not know. See, but Richard Nixon was the president of the United States. And he used to like to tape stuff. I mean, if you can imagine a world before VCRs and cassette decks was everywhere, you can imagine a man who was truly ahead of his time. And he, he taped everything that went on in the White House and everything was fine until one day they started playing back the tapes. People found out what was going on in there. But it wasn't anything that was on any tape that got the man in trouble. So much as it was what he had erased from the tapes. And there, there was one particular famous gap in one of those tapes that I was thinking about one night when I said to myself, Arlo, how many things in the world are 18 minutes and 20 seconds long? <laughs> things in the world are exactly 18 minutes and 20 seconds long. Probably just a coincidence. But it's good enough for me. So when the song comes around again on the guitar, remember that songs can change the destiny of nations. Even if it's only by coincidence. You just have to know the words have the feeling and wait for it to come around again on the guitar.
The remake of Alice's Restaurant came out in 1997. You are listening to The Sound Choice in Central Virginia, WTJU, Charlottesville. Folk and Beyond with Air Stephen for a journey into contemporary folk music from all over the planet. 